You have discovered the Tom and Topher podcast. Cast, cast, cast. First word in entertainment, tainment, tainment, tainment. <laughs> Where we explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Francisco. Good morning, Francisco. Good morning. We, we have, have Francisco our, joining us today. We have our intern here, unpaid, of course. Absolutely. All right, so, sipping on some coffee once again. This yeah, we, time, something a little different. What do we have? Espresso roast. From where? Starbucks Coffee Enterprise. Hmm. I thought it tasted familiar. I don't know if there's Enterprise in the name. I think it's Corporation. I don't think it's Corporation. I think it is Starbucks Corporation. Starbucks Corps. Starbucks Anyways, Coffee Roast. Espresso roast. roast. This has become a new favorite of mine. It's been a favorite of mine for a long time. Yeah. Kind of shows how much um, I know about coffee, because I didn't know that you could actually brew espresso roasts in a coffee pot mm-hmm. until about four years after working at Starbucks. <laughs> so you can work an entire career at Starbucks uh, without without ever knowing anything about coffee, really, truly. Yeah, you can. That's true. It's just the preferred roast for the espresso machine, yeah. thus the name. So we had some questions. Let's get into, into it. We're talking about space today. Have a few shout-outs. So today, like, um, like you just said, we're focusing on space, all things space. And we had a few questions from Twitter. So first of all, give a shout-out to Twist Isle Productions of the Knights Podcast. He asked, he asked to talk about um, a couple things. First of all, the Juno mission to Jupiter, um, as, as well as the question of what would happen if you were to take your helmet off in space. So let's go into, um, let's go into the second one first, because I think we have a lot more to say about the Juno mission to Mars. Okay. Sorry, Jupiter. Dummy. Idiot. <coughs> All right. Don't beat yourself up, man. So on the extensive research I did on this one topic about what you would do, or what would happen if you took your helmet off in space. Okay. Um, extensive by, I looked it up three minutes before the podcast. So what I saw was, <laughs> in the three articles I read, they all said the same thing. Um, so people normally think that from the movies, like if you take off your helmet, your eyes will like pop out of your head or yeah, you just pop. Yeah. Explode. Or you'll like freeze instantly. Uh-huh. Um, what they were saying in a couple of the articles is nobody has ever had their helmet removed in space. So we don't know exactly what was, ha- what has happened, right. but inside some of the space stations, they said that um, some of the astronauts' helmets have come loose. Okay. They've all survived, though. But what would happen is um, pretty much it would act as a vacuum, suck all of 
the air that exists in your lungs right out. <laughs> so, Ouch. so you would be, it said that you would be able to, after that, kind of do the motions of breathing, but there's no air to breathe. So okay. you wouldn't just instantly just crush or die or freeze or yeah. brain pop out of your eyeballs. You would, um, your lungs wouldn't collapse, would they? It, I didn't see anything about that. It said that um, all of the air would just be sucked out like a vacuum. You wouldn't be able to breathe anything back in. And you would die of... Let's see here. Um, oxygen deprivation. Oh. So here. If an astronaut's helmet was to accidentally come loose or to come off completely in space then obviously this would be very bad news indeed. <clears throat> Remember that space is a vacuum, meaning that there are no particles floating around. When you're exposed to this, the air in your lungs has no choice but to be forced out through your mouth. Not too long after, your breathing motions will seem fairly normal despite there is no air to actually breathe until you die of oxygen deprivation. Talks about the popular science fiction movie theories about your eyeballs, and then it says that you will become aware of the spit on your tongue boiling. What the? That was really interesting. So, um, what could also happen, they said, is... Have you heard of the bends? Yeah. From, like, scuba divers? Yeah. Yeah, your blood, your blood is boiling, essentially. Okay. So, it says that that's possible here, as well. You could get the bends from that. And that's extremely painful, from what I understand. Yeah says you'll feel an you'll experiment sorry you'll experience a kind of fizzy feeling almost like drinking a carbonated drink so it's like a bittersweet experience this is all coming from spaceanswers.com we also have another reference um CuriousAstro.Cornell Education. References are important. Okay. Good job. So, on to the next one. Juno mission to Mars. <clears throat> Jupiter. Dang it! Yeah, you said that earlier too. It's okay. Alright. So what do we know? We just looked at a bunch of pictures. And they're Some I've freaking never, awesome. Yeah, dude. I've never seen... The one of like of the South Pole, the um, what'd you call it? Oh no, this one, the one of the South Pole looks like like a like a gem of some type, and then the North Pole has what looks like um, an aurora bo aurora borealis like we do on the North Pole and on Earth. Those northern lights. Northern things. lights. Yeah. So there are northern lights on the northern tip of Jupiter. And then the poles of Jupiter, so normally we just see Jupiter as like from the side view, brown and uh, kind of orangish, mm -hmm. but the, it looks like the entire like bottom of it is blue and white and dark blue. Do you know what causes those Aborra Borealises? Why does Jupiter have them? That is a good question. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Because, like, does Mars have that phenomenon? What do you have, Francisco? We got, we got Francisco on it. 
It is uh, charged particles from the sun strike atoms in the Earth's atmosphere. So it's a uh, the electrons are in the air are moving at a higher speed. So that's what causes the light to be created. So it's the rise and fall of electrons. Oh, okay. Through the air. That's absolutely insane. All right, thanks for your question, dude. Um, I wish we had visuals so that we could show you guys everything that we're seeing. But we that's coming up, soon. We can blow up our Twitter feed, too. Yeah. Our Twitter feed, is our Twitter's actually um, doing pretty well. So go check it out. Um, Twitter at Tom and Topher. Yeah, we'll post a picture of the South Pole and the North Pole of Jupiter. You can see the awesome blue that we're just going gaga over right now. And the northern lights that we have. Alright. Next question from Jared Schwabel, my dear and close friend. Hi, Jared. Hi, Jared. Love you, Jared. Love you, Jared. By the way, if anybody has any questions about any of our topics that we're talking about, or future topics that we're talking about, we'd love um we love your guys' questions. So go on Twitter, ask them, we'll shout you out, we'll shout out your name, your Twitter name, whatever you want, and uh, we'll talk about you and the subject you want to talk about on the podcast. This one in particular, obviously, was space, and Jared's question was, let me pull it up here, alright, so he wanted to talk about um, how there are many more trees in our planet. Then there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. So, here on Google we have scientists have calculated that there are three trillion trees on Earth. Three trillion. Which is more than the number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Three trillion. It's a lot of oxygen. A lot of those just got wiped out by the fires, though. I saw a statistic on how many trees we just lost. It's crazy. Do you know the numbers? No. Just crazy numbers. Francisco's getting on it. Okay. 102 million. 102 million trees lost in the one fire? In the chain of fires within the recent years. Dang. Yeah, the videos of the fire looks like literal hell on Earth. It makes me think of, um, of the uh, movie This is the End, how they talk about how the Hollywood Hills will be engulfed in flames. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> Um, this is happening. I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen that I movie? I know, I know, I haven't seen it. It is really dumb, but it became, like, one of my favorite movies. Well, Superbad was really dumb, too, but it was hilarious. Superbad had more of a, like, believable story, though, that you could really? follow along okay. with. Maybe I should watch it before I make a comparison. What, Superbad? Um, Have no. you seen Superbad? No, this is the end. Yeah, I saw Superbad. I saw it in the theaters, made an idiot of myself laughing. <laughs> oh, Once I start okay, laughing, so it's Jonah I... Hill and ah. then. Sorry. Jonah Hill and then. What's his name? In Superbad? Yeah. Uh, it was George Michael in, <laughs> in um, Arrested Development. Um, I was watching a movie with him in it and I completely blanked on his name and it's been like a week and I can't think of it. Got you. I got you. 
It's right on the tip of my tongue. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. <clears throat> that dude is so interesting. Do you want to tangent back into the tree thing? Or? All right, so we got some more um, statistics on our tree topic. So one acre of trees annually consumes the amount of carbon dioxide equivalent to that produced by drinking an average car. Sorry. Broken English. Um, one acre of trees annually consumes the amount of carbon dioxide equivalent to that produced by driving an average car for 26,000 miles. A 100-foot tree, 18 inches in diameter at its base, produces 6,000 pounds of oxygen. On average, one tree produces nearly 260 pounds of oxygen each year. That is so much more than I ever thought. One tree produces 260 pounds of oxygen. Have you ever been to like Yosemite and stuff or like the, the no. redwoods? No, I've been to the redwoods. It's on the list though for Yosemite. Sequoias. Um, just the redwoods. I was there last year with my friend. And then... Um, the Mere Woods, where Star Star Wars was filmed. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? It's pretty cool. You should check it out. It's extremely peaceful. I like. I don't know something about it. The um, it's a lot more forgiving than other forests in in California. Uh, it's not as like spiny and prickly. Yeah. Uh, something about it. it's just like really soft. A lot of where is it? It's in. It's by San Francisco. <clears throat> Maybe we can do a field trip there. Yeah. By the way, field trips. We went to the observatory, like we said. <laughs> we went to the observatory, and it was closed due to the fires, due to the smoke, like we were just talking about. It was a really clear night, though. Yeah. Luckily, Chris had his little um, stargazer app, so yeah. <laughs> we were able to make our own little observatory. So we played with that. We drove for 30 minutes to load a, an app on my phone. That's cool. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Doesn't work on Android. Doesn't work on Android? Yeah, okay. Well, you should just throw away your phone and get an Apple phone. What does? iPhones? Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, so thanks, Jared and Twist Styles, for your, for your questions. Again, anybody have any questions, go to our Twitter or Instagram, at Tom Topher. Ask them, and we'll shout you out. All right, moving on. So, you said that you watched... Unacknowledged? No. Starship Troopers? Yes. <laughs> Starship Troopers. Did you like it? Yes or no? I did like it. <clears throat> it's one of those movies, like, when you watch later in life, and you wish that it was a part of your childhood, because you know you just <laughs> would have been sucked into it, and it would have been a part of, like... Um, like I played with GI Joes a lot yeah. <laughs> as a kid, and Me I know too. for sure that that would have been a theme <clears throat> in my um, uh, <laughs> imaginary whatever. Yeah, kind of like Star Wars or whatever. But um, like I was saying before the podcast, it reminded me like how violent '90s and '80s movies were compared to how they how violent they are now. Like they spared no expense on the gore in that movie, especially when the 
troopers would come into like the bases that's already been hit by the bugs <clears throat> and you just oh. see the aftermath of just the bodies and pieces and <laughs> just like in the scene where the the sergeant like they find that the bugs are sucking out the brains of some of the people and he's um, like sticking his hand in his head and so, yeah you just don't see gore like that anymore who's that actor um he plays like the he goes to be a general in, in the, the very beginning um there's like the group of friends oh neil patrick harris neil patrick harris <laughs> it's such a surprise that he's in there yeah oh there it is he's a child in it too Casper Van Nguyen. Some of these names you don't even hear anymore. Most of these names. There's five movies. But, so there's like a lot of um, people who don't like that movie, and then there's a lot of people who are like completely obsessed with that movie. Like yeah. you said, there's like a cult following. Well, it's really interesting because it's filmed like a an old propaganda film. Yeah. Like, um... The Federation needs you today. Or we need troops. Yeah. <laughs> and showing, like, um, guaranteed citizenship. Like, how it cuts to, like, the commercials for uh, the recruitment commercials. And then um, what I found was interesting is, like, how it would do that weird cut scene. Like, you're on the internet. And, like, it has, like, a top bar menu. Like, a header oh, menu. Yeah. And, it, like, it chooses different things. And it'll load whatever situation is going on. I don't know what that's all about. I didn't realize... Did I, did I miss something? No. Cause I mean, I, I just didn't realize how long it had been since I've seen that movie. And it looks a lot better than the internet did in 1997 when that movie came out. So. Really? Yeah. You would remember. <laughs> yeah, I fucking would remember. Because <laughs> I was nine. Not 29, not 39. <laughs> I was a child. Tommy likes to remind me how old I am. You are pretty old. I'm only eight years older than you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting insecure about this. <laughs> it's cool that you're older. You know more. You've lived. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was the Twitter poll. We had like 160 people vote. Did you see that? I was shocking. Are you talking about the Star Trek Star Wars yeah. one? Star Trek won by far. Yeah. You know what? I have some thoughts on that. And I think it's because... Are you a fan of Star Trek? I, I like Star Trek. Okay. But I would I would say I'm more of a Star Wars fan. But what I was going to say is... <clears throat> my thoughts on that are... Maybe those numbers are so much better because Star Wars fans now really suck. <laughs> like, they're some of the worst human beings on this planet. That's exactly and this is a Star Wars fan saying that about other Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. But did you feel that way about the fans of the prequels? Um. So I remember just, you know, there's, let's see, people like you who were around before the prequels. Yes. That came out two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You're such a dick. <laughs> you used to be a nice boy. No, but gentleman. I get I get bashed on for liking the prequels. Not anymore because they're they've been recognized as a lot better than the ones now. Really? 
Yeah, I think they're good. I think they're good movies. People hated Anakin. Yeah, the guy who. Okay, I'll be honest. I used to hate on those, but um, watching them again, yes, they're cheesy and corny and all that stuff, and kind of like a kids movie. But growing up with the original ones, as a child, you look past all like the cheese and stuff like that, so it's fine. Like you don't really recognize it it's just a part of the movie yeah and so when you go into um when you're a little bit older and then the new star wars movies come out and they're not exactly like the original ones people are gonna hate on it like it doesn't have um it doesn't play to the nostalgia that um people were expecting from it um but there's a lot to say about the prequels because it brought film into the digital world yeah, it's like I, I could be wrong, but I believe that that, um, that trilogy, um, paved the way for digital filmmaking. I've heard that too. Did you think that they overdid it? Some people think they overdid it. I think they did so well. Like, in the Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. with the um, Colosseum scene, where they are like tied up to the post. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're about to be like executed by those monsters. Yeah. Those are all CGI, and that stuff was like brand new technology then. Yeah, it, it was so good. It was good. So I have mad respect for uh, what's his name, George Lucas. He's gotten a lot of hate because of Jar Jar Binks, and I don't like Jar Jar Binks that much, but he's not the devil. He's not the devil. He never interrupted my viewing experience yeah. as a kid. Right, and he he was a bigger character in the first one. But later on in the movies, like he his presence in it died out quite a bit, so I'm not sure what the deal is with him. All the hate. I I hope we get trolled for this conversation. I mean, think I don't care. <laughs> Thinking of it no, now, I want to. it's I want like to see what it's like Jar Jar Binks um, is an important player in the fact that he's like a senator, mm-hmm. or he's part of the Senate. He. Um, he had, like, a little introduction in the first movie, which made him, like, kind of an important character, I guess, yeah. to the eye. But he was more of, like, a comic relief for yeah. it than He's anything. He's a bumbling idiot. I'm sorry. And, and also... <laughs> and also... <laughs> it looked like he, I defended you. <laughs> no, I was just thinking. He, um... Like, so... After that, like, everybody was talking like Jar Jar Binks. <clears throat> he was, like, a marketing tool. Yeah. Like, everybody, um was making jokes about the voice and like my dad I remember always like doing stupid voices and he that right. was one of them and then Stewie from Family Guy came along and everyone started doing Stewie impressions yeah. <laughs> worked out for him it's true right yeah everyone <laughs> thinks they have an awesome Stewie impression yeah I know seriously just like freaking uh, there's another one too why am I blinking Napoleon Dynamite I just watched that recently Okay. That movie is genius. <laughs> it really is, but there was many years I couldn't watch it because the people around me kept quoting that movie to death. Really? That and Anchorman just <laughs> overquoted by... Anchorman my... is overquoted. Not even more. Yeah. After Anchorman 2 kind of died out. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. Uh, so I recently talked to Jake about Star Wars. The Legend? The legend, the one and only Jake. So Jake is a is a regular customer at Starbucks, and he comes in, 
and he gets his dark roast about three times a day. Yeah. He comes in, he's got his Star Wars shirt on every day, mm -hmm. a new Star Wars shirt. He, uh, he was around when the first one came out. He, mm -hmm. I think he was... He brought his kids to it. Yeah, he was, uh, he was well into his adult life. And after the new movies came out, I was really disappointed. Mm -hmm. But he really didn't seem to mind them, which was odd to me. So, me and him got talking. He just told me, so, like, back in the day when he first saw Star Wars, he wasn't expecting anything. Nobody was expecting <clears throat> anything. Okay. It's just they, the new, new movie came out. They're taking their kids to go see a movie. And then, all of a sudden, this big fan base started growing. People were like, oh my goodness, what is this? And his, how he explains it is... Um, so now people are going into the theater expecting something mm -hmm. and that might be ruining kind of how people are taking the, these movies. Right. So I really, for the Han Solo movie, I really wanted to go in with zero expectations, nothing in mind. And I enjoyed it so much more right. than the previous Star Wars movie I saw. Um, I think that... I think that the hype of what Star Wars became kind of ruined the possibility of it being any better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, Because um, the fan base is holding it to a super high standard. Right. And the old school essence of Star Wars was just go see the movie. <laughs> If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't see them. You don't see the rest of them. Right. And that was kind of like how... So, Starship Troopers, you said, has kind of like a cult following. Star Wars was like that at the beginning, too. Right. From what I know. And then it blew up. Yeah. Changed film then. I mean, it Changed wasn't film. like it instantly was a huge hit. From what I heard. I, think I mean, it, do you I know think, anything I think else? it, <clears throat> from what I understand, it was a huge hit. Just instantaneously? I don't know about instantaneously. We'll have to look into that. But um, a lot of the cast and crew thought that this was, that it was a joke. And um, George Lucas, like, stuck to his guns the whole time. And, <clears throat> like, for example, he, how the, you notice in the beginning there's no intro credits. It just says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And then it rolls into the um, that intro paragraph on yeah. the story. Um, he got kicked out of the Directors Guild for not having credits in the beginning. But he, he wanted that. He wanted his intro. And he got himself kicked out of the Directors Guild for that. So um, it was like set in stone that you had to roll those credits first. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's so weird because it's not how it is I think anymore. it's a union type thing, <clears throat> a union requirement. I could be wrong, but um, that is a requirement of that guild. And what else? The crew that was hired, were they were laughing at the, the idea. Some of the cast members were laughing at the script, which, I mean, yeah, the script is kind of 
crazy, like scruffy nerve herder and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. But dude, he pulled through, and um, the movie became a phenomena. The merchandise became a phenomena. Just and now he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, those toys are worth so much. Oh now. my god, yeah. They, um, I think there's a documentary just on the Star Wars merchandise alone. Yeah, I saw that. It's like a. It's like a new Netflix show that yeah, they made. Yeah, I think they cover individual um, toy markets or something. What about the new um, Star Trek? Do you like those? Oh, yeah. Compared to the old ones? I like all Star Trek, but I think the new ones do a very good job. Yeah. Um, wasn't super into Star Trek growing up, and I feel like I missed out a little bit, but... Back to the... I totally forgot to announce the poll so our twitter poll 158 votes 16 percent voted for star wars 84 percent for star trek i want to know why and what's crazy <laughs> is that in the beginning it was not it was looking the opposite star wars was winning and i was getting i was getting like this guy comments he says can't say these results are surprising i mean look who's president and he has a a star trek symbol for his picture what does that mean <laughs> pretty much he was saying so star wars was winning oh I and see. he was saying can't say these results are surprising i mean look oh who's, he's saying look the who's voters president. are stupid voters okay. are stupid okay yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> princess collects that <laughs> yeah so i think that Obviously, the the Star Trek community is strong. The f- <laughs> the force is with them, dude. Is it? I mean, personally, I don't see a lot of like Star Trek merch out there. I don't see like everyone rocking their Star Trek shirts. Or if I do, it's like they have like a pin on. It's it. true. Yeah, it's super low key. Whereas Star Wars, it's like. Here's my shirt. I carry my lightsaber in my back pocket. Yeah. So, it's like... There's lightsaber fights out in front of the movie theater and stuff like that. And then, <clears throat> a Star Trek fan, you, like, find out later in conversation, maybe, like, a year into knowing them that they speak uh, Klingon. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I fuck with Klingon a little bit. <laughs> Just a dad. Big knock-knocker. <laughs> I dabble in it. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was really surprising. Star Trek 1 in a world of all these Star Wars fans. Truly, it was the retweeting that got us, or that, that got him to win. Because, like, I saw that these these Star Trek fans were kept retweeting to try and get it up. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, okay. Star Wars, or Star Trek fan pages were like, hey, guys, <laughs> let's get this up. Interesting. It's a strong bunch. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully they're listening today. Hello, Trekkies. Live long and prosper. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, quick throwback on the, the intro credits. Um, George Lucas is accredited to starting the motion of not putting it in the beginning and then leaving it until the end because movies were starting to put 15 minutes opening credits. Oh, yeah. So he didn't like that. And Dang. he was actually fined by the Director's Guild and he just quit instead wow. of being do you know? What the, did it say how much the fine was? No, it doesn't. It doesn't put it on the top. Oh, okay. 
George Lucas. Yeah, what a, a freaking rebel. He's a badass. Getting he wrote, away with murder. He here. wrote that. I think he wrote the story all by hand. Not a typewriter. Yes, please. Coffee? Coffee refills? Yes, please. Um, Thank you, Francisco. Um, more space movies I wanted to talk about. Avatar. Have you seen that? Ooh, yeah. Um, they're supposed to be filming another one right now. They are filming one? Yeah. And it's been filming for quite some time from what I've heard. Let me look it up. But that movie is so good. I didn't realize how good it was because I think I saw it like once or twice. Once when it was out of the or in theaters, and then once when it got out of theaters. Yeah. And then for some reason after that, I did not watch it at all. And I went back and watched it years later recently, and um, I thought that theme of of like the the they're kind of hinting towards like what we did to the Native Americans when yeah. we colonized America mm-hmm. um, and the part that like truly hits me was that scene where they have that weird like avatar sex scene <laughs> where they like lock hairs oh yeah, yeah. remember their hair like <laughs> locks and then uh, they lay down in this like this like I don't know this like blue viney I don't even know what to call it. They're, they're, it's supposedly apparatus. like an... Huh? Apparatus? It's like a willow tree. Okay. But it's like blue vines hanging down. They sleep there, and then they wake up the next morning to these big bulldozers bull, bulldozing down this sacred ancient site where like mm-hmm. um, they had had ceremonies for years, and they could talk to their ancestors here, and like they... You know, they truly believe that all this was real. And it's like, that's exactly what we did. Right. We just said, um, you know, hey, guys, we're here. Um, we're manifesting we, destiny. <laughs> this is all ours now. Yeah. And everything that you've been doing for hundreds, if not thousands of years is now gone. Yeah. It's not important. In seconds. <laughs> right. Is, yeah, that was a that was a really good movie. Kind of sad. But that whole... Um, I liked the concept of of Avatar. How humans could... They're enter the body of something else to explore a planet. I feel like <coughs> um, that would be something we could do to explore, like... Um, Jupiter's moons or something like that. So, like a really hostile environment that we can't um, <clears throat> survive in, obviously, or it'd be really hard for us to make a spacesuit. So you're talking about like transferring consciousness. <clears throat> you could, um, you could. Tr- let's see. Like you have some type of robot or um, android thing that you could tap into with like VR or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. And then like the wind, all the, like the. They, um, elements, all the elements, then the environments like input, it gets transferred to you. So you, if there's wind on the planet, you feel like a sensation of wind. If, mm-hmm. it, if there's like an earthquake, then maybe there's like haptic feedback and whatever suit that you have on 
You have to like tap into your like neurosystems in your brain yeah. somehow so that you could feel things that aren't actually there. Yeah. You could do that or you could do like a softer one where it's just kind of the the input is simulated through this like very high tech suit. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should do That'd that. be really cool. Make our own avatar. <laughs> I want to know what the next one's going to be about. Let's look at, I'm going to look up when it even comes out. Avatar 2, there it is, first thing. 2020. It's not that far away. Looks like there's little avatar babies in it. Is that from that sex scene? I guess. <laughs> guys <laughs> hey, let me show you this picture real quick little baby Aww. little baby avatar it's adorbs something else that was really cool is like how uh, how compared to humans like the world was huge and so like the the people that lived there adapted to that kind of world and they were right. giant beings that was really did they ever cover that in the movie what like why that is it's just because the environment i think it's just the environment like, like the oxygen's just, higher or something they they grew to fit their environment because everything there was giant avatar 2 Ew, what is that? That's Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton as avatar. Ew! <laughs> I wish we could show this. Look oh, at his wow. earring. Yeah. This is a little... Uh... Post, it, post it on Twitter. Okay. As a Republican earring. <laughs> the white, did you see the White House in the background? Yeah. <laughs> that is so going on Twitter. Oh my god, yes. Who did that? Freaking news. All right. Alright, so we did our shout-outs, movie questions, got coffee a-brewing. Coffee a-brewing. Coffee's a-brewing. I wanted to talk about a kind of more touchy subject, if you will. I'm scared. Flat earthers. (sighs) Are you a flat earther? (laughs) The answer is, are you asking me? (laughs) Yeah. No. No. Definitely not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We appreciate all opinions here. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I will come on so strong. Yeah, lay off, dude. I am of the belief that the Earth is a sphere. Why? Because of video. Video? Because of video of Earth in... Yeah. So... Um, Ooh, what if they're fake? The videos? Yeah. I don't think anybody's thought of that yet. (laughs) What if all the video and pictures are CGI? Dude, I think you're onto something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I recently heard of something that I never knew existed, and it's called a potato earther. And what that is, is it's a middle ground between a flat earther and a sphere earther. Um, and that is that the earth is more of a potato shape than anything. I found that very, very interesting. And where did they come up with this? I, it was a comment on Twitter. 
You want me to read it to you? Yes, please. I'll read it to you. One moment. So, also, I mean, if everything's just faked, then that's just the answer to everything. So, so why are the other planets round? Because it's faked. That's what they'll say. Mm -hmm. Why, why do we have any pictures of anything? Because it's faked. Right. So in that case, you win every argument because right. you're just deflecting. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> Everything's fake. Nothing's real. Well, you could hire experts to examine the video and the photos and see if it's CGI or not. So they do that with the like the ghost photos and stuff like that of the alien. Photos. I know that Joe Rogan is a skeptic about the moon landing. Okay. Uh, I don't know like how skeptical he is, but I have heard him talk about it a bit, and he says that he said that there's pictures of the moon landing that have the exact same backdrop in a different location. Oh, okay. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't looked in this at all. So, are you at all, at all like sketched out by the moon landing? Do you think it's? I haven't looked into it <clears throat> enough to say. Yeah. I mean. So in your eyes, it's, it's it was I, real. I can see, yeah, in my eyes, it's real. Because in mine too, I haven't heard enough convincing evidence. Yeah. I can see it being faked to because of the Cold War, mm-hmm. to look like we're better than Russia or we beat Russia, or some type of PR thing. Because wasn't like Russia was keeping up in the space race. Yeah. They had got they had been first. For yeah. a lot of things. Get first man in space was them. First man, first animal. So I have an article here. Um, the most valid one about Potato Earth. And then uh, citing the author of said article on the second page if you want to talk about that. Thank you. So. Do you know some artic- go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Do you know some of the arguments for Flat Earth? I don't know. Stuff like that, I just, I don't even want to pay attention to it. Most of the arguments are so just vague and and just odd. So, so I've seen a couple videos of Flat Earthers explaining things. A lot of their evidence is visual. Okay. So, when you go on a plane, do you see a curve? Some say yes, some say no. I don't know. I have to get in the plane again. Um, he stands on this this hill that supposedly should be able to see the curvature of the Earth if there was one. So he's on the hill, looking out at it, filming, and he's saying that if there was a curve, you can see so far out that you would be able to see it if there was one. Okay. It's not very good evidence in my in my mind. Right. Um, why can't we see Hawaii from California? If it's visual warm. limitations, I guess. Yeah. But you can see Russia from Alaska. Yeah, but they're very close. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there might not be visual limitation. Uh, let's say if it was flat. Yeah. And Hawaii was the same distance. You'd be able to see it. With enough magnification. Yeah. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Not with the bare eye. Through, like, some sort of telescope or something, you can see it. Mm Because it's, yeah. Uh, That's really interesting. 
I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good explanation of it. So uh, why can't we see Hawaii then? We should get a flat earther on here and have them explain themselves for that. I'm just going to look up flat earther... Um, uh, flat earther... Um, are we talking about the Hawaii, California thing? No, so, so like what some of their arguments are. Just so say, flat earther arguments. Yeah, just say flat earther arguments. Members of the Flat Earth Society claim to believe that Earth is flat. So they say walking around the planet's surface, it looks and feels flat, so they deem all the evidence to the contrary. Uh, satellite photos of Earth as a sphere to be, so they think... The photos are fabrications. Um, NASA is orchestrating round earth conspiracy theories and other government agencies as well. What's the point, though? The belief that the earth is flat has been described as the ultimate conspiracy theory. According to the Flat Earth Society leadership, its rank has grown by 200 people. I want to know what they think. All I'm finding here is literally they... They think it's not round because it doesn't look round. That's all I can find. Because they see the horizon and it's flat. Okay, so what's the what's the idea behind NASA tricking people? So, <laughs> I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about this a little bit. Okay. And his whole bit is that... Um, it's very hard for governments to keep secrets. Right. Even when they don't tell really anyone. Mm -hmm. So in order for the government to be able to pull this off, he's saying that, you know, you have to get 10,000 scientists to lie to the entire community and keep that lie. Mm -hmm. Never tell anyone. The people who have worked on these missions, the people who have gone up there and seen the earth, the people who are taking these photos, the people who are working on the things that take these photos, all these scientists, they just are, um, are expected to keep this big fantastic lie that the earth is not round, it is flat. And aren't there also colleges that launch their own satellites into... Yeah. Space. Yeah. I wonder if that's included in the 10,000 scientists he's speaking of. I don't know if he's got an accurate number. He just pulled that right. random number out. But think think about it. It's more than 10,000 probably. Mm -hmm. For all the space missions we've ever done, all of those astronauts, everybody has to lie. Yeah. And they have to be so good at lying that it's, that it's like, okay, so most of our stuff falls through. People hear about it. There's conspiracy theories. But this cannot, and all of you have to be responsible for not leaking this to anybody. Right. It's not possible. It would take more, he said, it, his opinion is it takes far more effort to fake it than to actually do it. It would take yeah. so much more work to try and hide that, to try and hide the moon landing. And then why, if the earth was, if the earth was flat, why hide that? Yeah, or, like, the moon landing. Just the logic isn't there. I mean, there's there's a reason behind the moon landing, but that's also another thing. So the people, not only the people who have gone up to space, but the people who have been to other yeah. places like the moon. Yeah. 
Well, if the moon landing is fake. It's probably, if it is fake, it's probably just to one-up Russia during the Cold War in the space race. Why do you think that crazy conspiracy conspiracy theories like this get so popular? Um, I think because people... Um, I think it's because people really like to think that they know something that other people don't. Yeah. So when when you hear something, you hear some sort of theory, and you see evidence to back it up, and it convinces you, I think now you want to spread that to the world and say, hey, look at this, look what I have, I have this new piece of information that I'm convinced by. Right. They have some type of, they have a level of importance now. Yeah, and it's kind and there of is a, a hobby. There is a, a rush in thinking that you found something that nobody else knows about. It's like a hobby. Yeah. Like they found something really fun to research and dive into. Mm-hmm. Because like I get enveloped in conspiracy theories. Yeah, I do too. They're fun. Yeah. I totally got sucked into that unacknowledged documentary on Netflix. Like, but then you start seeing the patterns of how they operate. We were talking the other day how they'll present evidence, they'll have backup for it. They'll present some more evidence, or they'll they'll present a point. They'll have um, they'll show evidence for it, and then they'll they'll go through that cycle, and then they'll add in something. They'll add another point, not back it up, but they already built some level of trust with the viewer or the reader, whatever medium they're using. And that allows them to throw in the the crazy stuff and get people to believe it. I notice that in unacknowledged they'll <clears throat> they'll make a point, they'll and then they'll show um, a clip of Eisenhower saying something like speaking to the military industrial complex, how we need to look out for them. Okay, that's legit. Mm-hmm. And then they'll make another point and then they'll show they'll um, show a quote from this general saying, um, you know, that future wars will be fought interplanetary or something like that. And that one, I think it was MacArthur. I'm going to digress a little bit. That one, they kind of misquoted because he did say something along those lines, but he was speaking to a thousand years in the future. Just kind of like, Maybe, and this is my own thought, maybe he just liked sci-fi stuff and was just saying, speaking to the wonders of our um, future technologies. But um, I noticed that in... Context is everything. Right, exactly. <laughs> Context is everything. I had to, I, I saw that <clears throat> that quote they put up of him. And I'm like, okay, I, I paused the video, had to look into it a little bit. That quote that they put in the movie, they can't find that specific quote and they said that he wasn't because he gave it to the west point um military academy they can't find that transcript he also there's some proof that he wasn't there that day but they there was a similar quote um where he it was the wording is completely different but he's basically saying the same thing um that he gave uh, later on but anyway, so what I was saying earlier is that they, they have 
they'll build they'll have this like trust building exercise where they they back up their points and then they'll throw in something the movie did that and how they did that was they they showed the um, government officials generals things like that um speaking to the possibility of extraterrestrials and then they'll throw in something crazy um with no i cannot remember what exactly he said but He's like, and I have the document right here that proves this. And all through the documentary, they're showing the documents that they're talking about. But for some reason, that document, he just holds up in front of the camera and then puts it down. And then he does it again with a different document. He's like, I have it right here, <laughs> but it's so sensitive I can't show it. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's already saying through the whole documentary that people are being threatened and their families are being threatened to be killed for sharing information that they are talking about, but then he can't show a, a super secret document that he somehow got a hold of. So. And all those, I mean, all those people on there, you know, they credit them for being like, um, scientists who worked in area 51 and, and, and people who like, there was a, there was a guy who was in the Marine Corps who was just a regular infantry guy who was just uh, like a truckloader or something like that. And, right. Um, they get they got him on there, and it's like, how did they get that? Like, these people are willing to risk their lives for a little documentary. Right. Because that's what they're saying, that if this is leaked, then they're probably going to die. Yeah. And they say that. They come after your family. Yeah. Um, I have kind of a funny story, though, with that documentary. <clears throat> I fell asleep watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fell asleep watching it, and um, you ever wake up sometimes and it's like a bomb went off, and you're just like totally disoriented. You're getting up, and like, what the fuck's going on? Had the same type of thing happen. Fell asleep, woke up disoriented, and I get up and I look outside because my my window, my room is facing the street, mm-hmm. and there's a a white van parked on the wrong side of the road in front of my house. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, am I dreaming? Like, no, this isn't happening right now. There's, <laughs> and I'm like, come on, Chris, get it together. Get it together. This is just, you just look on your Wi Fi, <clears throat> connecting to Wi Fi. And it, you just see a FBI truck, <laughs> Wi Fi. It was an up. unmarked white <laughs> truck in front of my house, parked the wrong way. And there's a guy on a laptop in it. I'm like, no, this is not happening right now. This is so stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just standing there walk, looking at him, and I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm talking, I'm like, okay, be logical. This documentary is on Netflix. The government is not going to send out units to every single person's house that watches this documentary. And, and then as soon as that logical thought finally hit my head... Um, I see that he lifts up an Amazon package and he's just some like third party yeah, Amazon. Amazon package <laughs> who parked on the wrong side. Of the road. That's how conspiracy theorists become those like reclusive, yeah, like slobby, just enveloped in their theories. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> I don't know, like South Park did a really good episode on um, 9-11 conspiracy theories. Oh, God. Oh. And they go to the guy's house, and he's just absolutely insane. <laughs> and he's just like a total recluse hiding in his home. Have, you, s- have you seen the movie with um, Mel Gibson called Conspiracy Theory? No. Okay, he he plays a guy who's super like into it, and 
<clears throat> I won't, the movie's good. And his house is like, um, if I remember correctly, it's like lined with tinfoil and stuff like that. And he's mm-hmm. got like booby traps for whatever government entity comes in and <clears throat> tries to arrest him. Um, the movie has a pretty good twist, I think. Um, but yeah, same kind of deal. Just totally nuts guy is hanging out in his room. He just, he has to keep buying, for some reason, he has to keep buying um, Catcher in the Rye. So, like, he has a bookshelf full of the of copies of Catcher in the Rye. Wasn't that, like... It was a banned book. Yeah. I don't know um, why. But you mentioned 9-11 Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The documentary Unacknowledged had a section in it where they talk about government false flags. They talked about um, the Vietnam one where that aircraft carrier or um, Navy ship got attacked, supposedly, or something that started the Vietnam War. Um, and then he said, this is what the government does. They, they'll stage an attack, and then they show a clip of a plane, a jet flying into one of the towers. And then, and then the government um, uh, chooses a boogeyman, and then it shows a picture of Osama bin Laden. I'm like, okay, now you've, I've, you've already lost me, but this is like the nail in the coffin right here because they're, <clears throat> they're speaking to the truther movement right there. They're saying that 9-11 was an inside job, and this right. is just what the government does. So, they, so what you're saying is you're disappointed that they veered off to that? I'm saying that just adds to the crazy in the documentary. Yeah. That was a very uh, seductive documentary, though, I gotta say. It starts off kind of mild, has some legit sources, and you're like, hmm, interesting. And then it just, like I said, slowly just starts bringing in all the crazy stuff. I think there's a mention of a base on the moon. On the dark side? On the dark side of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool? So, re- redirecting back to Flat Earthers. Oh, yeah. We kind of got away from that, didn't we? Um, I can't stop looking at that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he has, a, he has um, Google Images loaded, and there's Avatar boobs on the screen. They keep That keep sex scene me. that we were talking about. Yeah. With the hair. <laughs> yeah, so Flat Earth... Flat Earth Society. There's a society for it. People are a part of this. Shaq. Um, Shaquille so O'Neal is a part of it. Really? He's a flat earther. People who have been into space, how have they not discovered that the Earth is flat? There are many pictures on the internet and in other media depicting the Earth as being round. Why do these not disprove flat Earth theory? Uh, what does the Earth look like how is circumnavigation possible? How do you explain day and night cycles and seasons? Let's look at that. Which is absolutely stupid. I mean, but what do I know about space? <laughs> yeah, you're just a guy. <laughs> just, just a guy. Just a fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. So, like... You know now that the Earth is flat. Now what? I want to know the goal of NASA for 
I'm gonna look. That's that up. the thing. That's what is the goal for NASA to be lying to people? That's kind of what I ask every time there's a conspiracy theory. Like, what what is the goal of whatever the conspiracy is? Why is there a cover up? What is the point of the conspiracy? Why would the government be hiding aliens? Well, I, th- I think there's some merit to the alien thing, though. Yeah. Some, but but this I truly attracts. don't know. Why? Okay. Why NASA keeps lying to the world, according to flat earthers? Um, let me read this for a second. Um, there are numerous hypotheses being bandied about that attempt to explain why people would genuinely believe the world is flat. So this is one of those things that I feel like doesn't need, it doesn't deserve the attention it's getting. I, we just need somebody who believes in flat earth to be on here so we can ask him this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a really uncomfortable conversation. Saying a lot about NASA lying about the moon. So, like I said, why do you look at Jupiter and see a round planet? Because what I've heard is that the reason why it's round is because of gravity. So, Jupiter is a ball of gases. There's no surface, from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Same with Neptune. um, Gas giants. Yeah, Uranus. So, so you look at Jupiter from a telescope, Mm -hmm. and it's round. So what's, like, why wouldn't Earth be round? Yeah. Crazy how nature does that. Well, why, (laughs) I mean, just why, why do they believe that it's even any different? Like, the article that you pulled up, it's not, like... I don't know. I think that this is one of those things where um, enough people have gone down a YouTube or Instagram or internet rabbit hole to where they are surrounded by all these memes of pictures of the horizon and um, maybe little NASA like fake moon landing stuff. Like, well, if the moon is fake, the moon landing is fake, then you know maybe we do have a flat Earth. Look how flat it looks from the airplane shot. All this stuff, and I think that you do that enough, you start attaching your identity to that. And you invest so much time into it. And it does give you, like speaking to what we were talking about earlier, it gives you some level of importance. And maybe, I mean, there's a lot of sad people out there. And <laughs> I think that maybe, you know, this little rush that they're getting from these conspiracy theories is just kind of something they hook onto. They become hooked in the endorphins that are released from. I don't know, looking into this stuff and believing it and having it encompass their life. Well, I mean, some of them have to be true. What do you mean? Some conspiracy theories. Like, they can't all be faked. Right. Well, that's the thing. Some of them are really convincing, too. Well, I think, like, the... Aliens is the most believable one based on or because 
the universe is so large. There's so there are a countless number of ex exoplanets, and there's um, thousands, hundreds, if not thousands, that we know of of these what are called Goldilocks planets, or they're in these planets that are in the Goldilocks zone. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's far enough away from their yeah, it's in the habitable zone. Um, and I think there's like 20 within our own galaxy that we know of that are in that are yeah so here's a, I just found an interesting article about why people believe that the earth is flat so this person saying you see the real motivation behind this is that they want to hide God from us the bigger picture many of us have come to believe is hiding God. To me, How? that would be the ultimate motivation. I don't understand why... <laughs> I don't know. Why would that matter, though? Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with a spherical Earth? How does that disprove God? And of course, it cuts off there. <laughs> Elon Musk says, Mars sky is the opposite of Earth. Blue sunrise and sunset, red during the day. Why is there no flat Mars society? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. What a man. I love Elon Musk. I think he's so interesting. Like, um, I used to, well, recently I saw a video on his sleeping habits because I'm really interested in like how people <laughs> like him get things done. So right. he owns a couple huge companies. He's working right. on side projects. Like he owns a flamethrower company, oh, yeah. like a personal flamethrower company. Um, he is from what I heard, starting a candy business, like a candy store or really? something like that. Um, so like, how does that type of person get sleep? How does he, when does he sleep? And, um, because like, I have a problem with sleep and I don't own two businesses and, right. and multiple side projects on the side. And, um, what he said is he is a very, Uh, he's a night owl. Okay. So he'll go to bed at 1 or like 12.30 and then he'll wake up around 7. So he gets decent sleep. Yeah. Which was very surprising. Yeah. And, I mean, he said he averages around 6 to 7 hours okay. every night. I thought he was going to be one of those people that get like 3 to 4 hours of sleep a night. Yeah. That's what I thought. So what are his, do you know what his daily habits are like that get him so highly yeah. productive? Um, complete set schedules. Just routine? So every Monday he's doing the same thing pretty much. Okay. Every Tuesday the same thing. And then the cycle repeats in the end. So just consistently? Yeah. Consistency. And he was asked like how, what, when he spends time with his kids because mm -hmm. he has a family. Yeah. And um, he said he loves to take them with him so they you know, we'll fly on the planes with them. And, cool. um, I 
can't I can't imagine they like it that much. He said that um, everybody's so impressed with him, but his family. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? Because they want him to hang out with him? Probably. They probably don't see it. I, I could imagine he's gone a lot. You like Elon Musk? Oh, I love him. I think he's a really interesting guy. Would you buy a Tesla? I would love to have a Tesla. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it looks so like clean and subtle. Minimalistic. Fast. What do you think about the company? Like, a lot of people are skeptical about its survival. Um, I can't speak to the current stuff that's going on because I haven't looked into it very much, but I think that people need to relax when there is a Tesla autopilot accident because there are thousands more um, human accidents yeah. than cars. So I'm not sure what what the issue is. I think it's... There was a huge debate, which is really cool that you brought this up, because there's a big thing about how... Um, so humans, when they're on a road, they can make determinations that are almost impossible for a computer to make. So say you're driving down the road and a little girl runs out in front of you, mm -hmm. one little girl, and you have one option to swerve to the left or swerve to the right or hit that girl. If you swerve to the left, you're going to plow through 20 people. Mm -hmm. If you swerve to the right, you're going to plow through 40 people. That computer does not have a conscience conscience to know that the right decision is to hit that little girl oh it'll just swerve they're they're trying to f fix this but it will just swerve mm -hmm. it, it will react the way you program it to react so in situations they're scared that small incidences can turn into huge catastrophes oh, okay just by just by wrong decision making that probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't a computer i don't know if that speaks anything to the i mean Humans are awful drivers. Probably right. the worst in comparison to uh, computers. Right. But you think about that situation where there's a little girl running across the road and then a crowd of people. How often does that that scenario take place in real life? Not often, but the scenarios like that. So um, to test this with humans, what they would do is... Um, they set up a fake train track scenario mm -hmm. to where they brought a woman into a building, sat her down, and she was supposed to be t doing a job interview or something like that. But there was a complication, so they brought her into a room, sat her down, and said, hey, we're going to be right back. Just you know, wait here with the, with the train conductor guy, the guy who operates the turning of the tracks to okay. manipulate which way the train's going to go or which track it goes on and so th she's sitting there with the guy and the guy's like hey do you you know you're waiting for the interview do you want to kind of check out what i do and yeah. she goes yeah sure so he shows her here's a button that changes this track he pushes it and she sees on the track which way it goes okay and he goes this is how you change it back so now she knows the full instructions of how to change this train track okay 
So this guy gets a call on his radio and he goes, I have to leave for two minutes. I'll be right back. Nothing's going to happen. You're totally fine. I'll just be right back. Um, you know how the buttons work though, right? Which one? And you make sure that she knows exactly which one turns which way. He leaves and then a construction crew is on the train tracks. So she can see far out through the cameras um, how far the train is if there was one coming. Right. And she sees one coming. So now she has to make a determination because there is one person who's about to get hit on the train tracks. And there's also a bunch of people standing on the other side of the train track. So, so the idea is the train is coming to hit five people. Okay. But she has the option to press that button and personally kill that one person. So she herself made that decision right. to kill the one person. But if she doesn't do anything, five people die and she's not responsible for it. So the question is like a true, truly psychologically like straining question of would you rather save five people to kill that one person or would you rather do nothing so that you have no responsibility for that? And it plays into the car, the, uh, what we were talking about, the, um, self-driving cars. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our decision-making is that kind of thing. Would you rather? Yeah. Um, self-driving cars, it's really hard to program that. Would you rather? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the problem with AIs. What, what do they call that? Is that an abstract thought? No. That's like conceptual. Critical thinking, yeah. maybe. We got a long way to go with AI. Yes, so. Or do we? I'm still trying to find out why NASA would be lying to us. <laughs> the uh, five to one uh, experiment that you just uh, rolled out is the trolley problem. The trolley problem, yeah. I'm pretty sure that has come up in a philosophy class I took. I heard it in a communications class. Yeah. Some guy it's did a, a presentation hot topic on it. in college. We were talking about um, robots and like the danger of the potential danger. Yeah, that was one of them. Well, if you can find what Francisco, if you could find why NASA is lying to us, that'd be awesome. Because I can't find why out flat earthers <laughs> think NASA is lying to us. Yeah. I don't think there's an answer for that. I'm sure do there they need, is. Do they need one? So, okay, so aliens. Why would the government lie to us about aliens? The answer is... To avoid public panic. Panic, yeah. And they've constructed some sort of, like, order through religion, I think, which the existence of aliens would dissolve... A lot of religions, in my opinion, or people's. How so? I was thinking about the, the, the creation the, story. Yeah, but someone could argue that's the creation story for this planet. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I'm not saying that. Um, what are you saying, Tommy? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I threw you off the night. <laughs> really threw me for a loop there. You're talking about how. Um, <clears throat> the the existence of God and aliens. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So and how it would dissolve certain religions. Here's here's my take on that. So there's um there's already it there's already a theory floating around in the Bible about how um, there's another creation story, existence of another creation story. Okay. So you know the the story of Cain and Abel. Yeah. So Cain and Abel were brothers. Um, Cain got jealous of Abel because of God's favor for Abel, as well as I think his parents favored him. Yeah. So Cain decided to kill his brother Abel, and he was then sentenced to a life of wandering. But for in that, before he goes to wander, he was marked with a a mark that that signified that he was not allowed to be hurt or harmed by any other person. And that's what's very weird is that it specifically says people. Okay. So you can't be hurt. He can't be harmed by any other people. But um, at that time, Adam and Eve were the only people there. Okay. So did God create a whole other section of people? Is there another creation story on Earth? Which then brings up the question of are there multiple creation stories on other planets right possibly mm-hmm. um i've never really gotten a good answer for this mm-hmm. besides incest so oh with uh, yeah the so, original the og humans yeah so the people that god was referring <laughs> to you like that <laughs> those og humans <laughs> The people that God were referring to was his brothers and sisters. Okay. That he was being sent and banished to wander the earth, mm-hmm. and God put that mark so his brothers and sisters wouldn't hurt him. But that doesn't make sense to me because he was traveling far away from them. So he right. put that mark on him so he could he would wander the earth and never be killed by every, anyone. Okay. Um, so what I've heard is that Maybe he, it says that he goes into another land where he finds a wife. What people say is that he brought his sister or his niece to that land and made her his wife. Okay. And started populating that area. I'm confused, man. (laughs) What are you confused about? Because I really want, I really want to get get an answer to this. I've okay. never heard an answer to this question. Yeah, a second creation story. Yeah, I think there, <clears throat> there has to be one because all that incest just brings out a bunch of um, genetic issues. No, because they were perfect at this time, the Garden of Eden. They were, they were made perfect humans. Right. So that's what they'll come. I've done a lot of like, I gotta do some research searching on this. Okay. I gotta do some research. 
I really want to find an answer to this. Yeah. Yeah. Something you guys want to do? Maybe. Yeah. Um, throw back to your question about uh, why NASA is lying to us. The only mass popular explanation that I can find is they're hiding God from us. Yeah. Right? So, unfortunately, I cannot not find any credible sources as to why NASA is like this. That's, that's pretty much what I found, too. So, Flat Earthers, if you have any sort of insight on why NASA is lying to us, please hit up our Twitter. At Tom and Jeffrey. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. If you are shy, create another account. <laughs> All right, back from the break. To close things out a little bit. Um, so, we were talking about Flat Earthers. Mm-hmm. Drifted into... Some more religious topics. Yeah. I think we might we might touch on that next week for our entire topic yeah, maybe discussion. Re- religion and myth. Uh, this just popped into my head. I want to do another space talk. Me too. Because there's so many topics that I did not talk about today. We yeah. got into like um, a whole different like realm, kind of more towards movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I really wanted to talk about like black holes, some like moons of Jupiter, um, some things I didn't talk about like Jupiter's lightning whistles and stuff like that. Well, this topic is as vast as the universe. (laughs) So So, let's hit this with the Tom and Topher podcast space extravaganza episode two. Wait, three, part one, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> and then in a couple of weeks, we'll touch back on it, and we'll talk about some of the things that we didn't get to talk about. I think I just put too much stuff, and I couldn't decide what yeah. to talk about. So, um, and also another thing, we need a lot more information about some of the topics that yeah. I wanted to talk about. We can dive into more of, like, the really fun topics of space, like exoplanets, black holes. Oh, yeah exoplanets interstellar travel dude <laughs> it's all just coming interplanetary travel right at the end here it's all dyson out. spheres look that up dyson spheres yeah like the vacuum no dyson <laughs> <laughs> all right so social media we got twitter at tom and topher instagram at tom and topher Email tomandtofer at gmail.com. Any sort of questions you have, put them there. We'll give you guys a shout-out, your name and or social media link. Send us your questions, okay? Send them. Next, consider it sent. Next episode, we are thinking about talking about religion. So, if you have a question about religion, specifically Christianity, hit us up. Yeah. Um, more to come a, on it that. It could be kind of a touchy subject, so we're gonna keep it light, keep it keep it right. We're gonna be nice, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you guys took a really like one sided to this to this discussion on on flat earthers and spirit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we have our own opinions and we'll express them, but we want to respect others' opinions yeah. as well. So um, 
so yeah, we, we'll be touching on religion. Hopefully, maybe we could go into like some other stuff, maybe like uh, Hinduism. We can go into like maybe some shamanistic Amazon Ooh, yeah. religion, some talk about maybe some ayahuasca ceremonies. Let's get out of our comfort zone, all right? Yeah. It'll be a good, good week next week. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Francisco. Yeah, special thanks to Francisco for special his help. thanks. For brewing coffee. Brewing coffee, helping us with research. All right, you have <laughs> just experienced the Tom and Topher experiment. I love you. God bless you. Angels watch over you. I love you guys. Goodbye. <laughs>